welcome to this week's episode of Community Connections. Uh, I'm your host, Cole Warner, and I'm joined by uh, Emily Thomas. Hey, guys. Welcome. Thanks for listening. Uh, and our special guest today is uh, Lauren McCowan, and uh, she's going to offer a really um, unique perspective on a topic that we haven't touched on with our podcast yet. She's going to talk a little bit about um, something that she's um, been able to do um, with grief and building a community. So uh, thank you, um, Lauren, for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So just a little background on Lauren. Uh, so Lauren's mom passed away from leukemia um, six months after being diagnosed. And uh, I believe this was just over a year ago. And um, so she's been trying to um, find a balance in life and, and really give back and use that for um, her own grief process as well. And, and I think it's a really unique story for us to tell today. So um, with that, I'll kind of just introduce uh, the idea of what we're going to talk about today with Lauren. So um, I know that you've done a, a blog. So why don't you tell us a little bit about starting that? Um, I started the blog just a few months um, after my mom passed away. My grief counselor actually suggested that I start writing and journaling. Um, and so I turned it into a blog, um, just a way for me to kind of express my feelings and my emotions and the things that I was going through. Um, you know, my first year of grief pretty much happened right during a pandemic with COVID. So I was very isolated and very alone. And so, um, that, you know, started my writing and then writing into the blog. Um, I created my blog name because I'm a flight attendant and um, it's grief from 30,000 feet. And honestly, grief follows you everywhere that you go. Um, you know, even like I said, 30,000 feet in the air when I'm working, grief is following me up there. Um, so yeah, I started the blog and um, always just to kind of share my feelings and my emotions. And then also just to kind of um, connect with others that may be grieving, that may need um, support, um, you know, find comfort in my writing. And then also, I just wanted to share what I was going through, not only with other grievers, but just with friends and family and my mom's friends and colleagues that, you know, are really close friends of mine now. And um, yeah, just kind of share with everybody. And I read your blog and it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Did you write before then? Or no. was that your, okay. <laughs> no, that's the other thing about my writing is that, um, I've never been into writing. I've never journaled a day in my life before. Um, I am more of an analytical person, a very numbers analytical mind person. And, um, you know, grief changes you. And it has made me into a different person this last year. And I kind of, you know, like to think that this is all part of my grief um, and who I am now. So um, not that I'm not analytical. I still have that mindset, yeah. but um, I'm definitely taking on a different journey in life with writing. When you say that uh, it connects throughout all aspects of your life, you know, I encounter that talking to people a lot that um, I think we would want to put it in a little box and act like it pretends or that it exists in one specific um, region of our life and doesn't bleed over into any others. Uh, how would you, how would you say that you first kind of, uh, came to notice that, um, that really it, it's all encompassing at times. 
Um, I, well, I guess I, at first I wasn't even sure if I was writing to anybody or if anybody was even remotely listening or reading for that matter, um, other than, you know, just a few close friends and uh, my mom's friends, but I kind of switched over into um, the Instagram world, which I was never um, a big part of before all of this. And I just started um, sharing and posting on Instagram and I came to find lots of other grievers out there as well through Instagram, which I just came to learn today that they call it Instagrief um, is another uh, terminology for it. Um, and so I connected with so many other people that are going through a loss like I am, whether it's a parent loss or um, they've lost their child or a grandparent or spouse, um, any other family member, just whatever loss it is, they're all, everyone's connecting with each other on Instagram um, through hashtags, through their own personal grief pages that they've put together like I have, or um, just their own personal pages. Everyone's just kind of joined in this little community together. I read on your blog that you have um, something called cards for their memory, which I thought was really awesome. And as someone who sees loss very frequently at work, I think that's something that's very beneficial. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, cards for their memory um, came to me, honestly, in a dream. I had dreamt about it. Um and it was just a few months before my mom's one year anniversary was coming up. And it was a little, I had a lot of anxiety about um, that year coming up and, you know, whether anybody was even going to remember that it had been a year that she had passed away. And um, so I was feeling that anxiousness about it and feeling like I wanted to help people in some sort of way, but I didn't know how. And I had this dream and it was very clear. It was just a voice that I like to think that maybe it was my own mom's voice, just telling me to um, write cards to people, grievers that have lost a loved one on the anniversary of their passing. So whether it's been a year or five years, you know, 20 years, um, that day is still very much difficult for the person who has lost um, their person. And over the you know, course of a year that five years or 20 years, people tend to forget they, and it's just natural, you know, everyone kind of goes back into their own world into their own lives. And they just, they may forget and not intentionally. And so I thought that by sending grievers a card, it would just be a way to honor their loved one and just recognize their grief that even though it has been years, um, that their griefs don't matter. And it's just a personalized card. I handwrite a card. Um, and I, I personally like to get mail, you know, not too many people send mail or cards for that matter anymore. And about 800 people signed up to receive cards in the mail on the anniversary of when their loved one has passed away, just to recognize their loved one and um, just recognize their grief as well. Um, that anniversary day is a very difficult day. I think that's awesome. And I think a lot of people, when they think of grieving or like when it's really heightened, I think of like holidays or birthday, mm-hmm. but I know my mom's mom passed away over 10 years ago and it was on September 17th and she still talks about it every year. And it's something that if you haven't lost somebody, you don't realize how important that day is. Yeah. And like, there's so many days that um, are 
triggers for you and that are important to you. And like you said, birthdays, you know, holidays, um, your own birthday, you know, just there's so many days, but I, that one day um, is also very, very um, significant. So it's just just another way to just kind of reach out to somebody just to let them know that, um, you know, they're important and just that their loved one hasn't been lost or forgotten. You know, any anyone who would look at your blog um, can see the sort of the legacy and the <laughs> amount of, um, I, I say pride, but maybe that's not the best word, but you know, there's just a ton of legacy in everything you've written and also uh, what it speaks to um, who your mom um, was to you, right? And so yeah. can you talk a little bit about sort of how that developed? Um, well, my mom is my best friend. She is so important to me. Um, we shared so many moments and times together. Um, and she is just a phenomenal person. She left behind, like you said, a legacy. And I don't want people to forget about her. I don't want people to, um, forget what work she was doing. And she was young. She was 57. She had so much more, you know, goals in life to accomplish. Um, she was a program specialist for autism at, um, Florida department of education. And so she worked with lots of other organizations throughout the state of Florida and one being, um, card, which is, um, the center for autism and related disabilities. And they have seven different locations throughout, um, the state of Florida at all different universities. And, um, so for my mom's celebration of life, um, I knew I didn't want flowers. So we did in lieu of flowers, we did donations to card and, um, instead of the donations going directly to card, we, um, we created an award, um, a memorial award in her name. Um, so it's the Diana McClendon excellence and teaching memorial award. So every year, two teachers in the state of Florida, um, will be awarded, um, and it's a rookie teacher and a veterans teacher, um, just based on their years of teaching. Um, and so it rolls out, um, well, this last year was the first year. So it was a little difficult with COVID um, and just trying to um, maneuver through some things. But um, CARD has their conference every year in January. So the idea is to roll it out in the fall and then announce the, a winner in January at their conference. Um, so it just kind of remembers my mom and just remembers what, you know, who she was and what she did um, for um, for teachers, for education, for children with autism, um, just kind of lives on her like legacy and these teachers that are applying, um, you know, their, the criteria that they have to meet um, is that they just have at least one student with autism in their classroom. And then they just have to do, you know, meet some other specific criterias as well. But um, yeah, it rolled out last year and we announced the, the two winners just this, this month at the conference. I think that is um, just such a unique thing. Uh, you know, we talk talk to people all the time, both Emily and I do, about people that they want to, you know, ensure that someone is not forgotten or find a really special way to remember that person. And you have found a way that not only uh, does that, achieves that, but it also helps other people. And I think it, it, 
it, when you when you read about it, it really gives people inspiration for um, sort of the things that they can do with just um, you know a little bit of time and persistence and um, some creativity because it really is a creative thing that you've put together there. Yeah, absolutely. And CARD is a wonderful organization. Um, they even hosted my mom's celebration of life. I mean, they're just phenomenal. Um, so they um, they came to me with the idea and we just kind of ran with it. And, you know, just there's some hoops to jump through. You know, it's the first year, you know, anytime you're doing something for the first time, um, just trying to um, make it all um, smooth. But um yeah, ideally, you know, we just keep doing this every single year and just honoring my mom and just honoring two other um, teachers in the state of Florida who definitely deserve this award. I know that you said most of your grief has been during the pandemic. And how do you think that's changed things for you? I know that's probably definitely made it harder. Yeah, it I mean, I have lost my grandparents um, a few years ago. Um and those, that type of loss is different um, than a parent loss, but still a loss. And as far as my grieving then, it's just completely different than what it is now. Um, you just, you don't have the freedom to, you know, kind of do the things that you would normally do to, um, you know, move forward through your grief. You're kind of like isolated at home or you can't, you know, be with friends or with family. And so it's definitely made it difficult, which is one of the reasons why I started the blog and started connecting with other people online um, through Instagram. It's, it's a, it's a different way of grieving um, than ever before. So, so if I were to, you know, hopefully um, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of things that people can relate with to some of what you've talked about already. But um, if you were talking to listeners that are in the middle, especially that first year, what would you say to them that doing this blog and, and experiencing your grief along with helping others through theirs, what would you say to them uh, as, as a as sort of a message of that first year? Um, just to sit and be in the moments as much as possible. Um, you know, my first couple of months, um, I was just speaking to somebody about this. I didn't really acknowledge or say that my mother had passed away. It was very difficult to um, speak in terms of she's not here. And so I don't want to say that that was the right or wrong way. I just didn't know how to do it. Um, in any time that, you know, somebody would say, oh, you know, where do your parents live? Where does your mom live? I would just say, oh, you know, she's back in Florida. And um, I just didn't know how to, um, to change that from, you know, she used to be here to, she's not here anymore. Um, so just, just be kind to yourself, be gentle, um, be patient with your grief because everybody grieves differently. Um, there's no right or wrong way to do it. And I mean, I'm not a professional or anything, and I've only really truly been in this grief for just a little over a year. And, there's, there's tough days, there's tough moments, there's dark moments, and you just have to sit and you have to be in it and you have to be in the moments and embrace it in order to get through it, to get to the other side. I know you mentioned some stuff earlier, but can you tell us some about your mom? Like just kind of about who she was? 
Oh, my mom. <laughs> she is the complete opposite of me. Um, she, I'm very much of a quiet, introvert, laid back person. She was um, the life of the party, um, would walk into a room and make friends with anybody and everybody. Um, she was sometimes more the child and I was the parent. <laughs> um, we just had that sort of um, personalities, but um, we got along great. We shared a lot of common interest with each other. Um, she, we liked the same music. We'd go to the same concerts together. She loved airplanes. She would work on airplanes um, and has even flown an airplane before. I've never even flown an airplane before. I mean, she was just remarkable and she loved students. She loved kids. She loved children with autism. Like that was her passion and um, something that she worked very hard to get to where she was at in her career. Um, she loved her family. She, um, my brother has two kids, um, two daughters. And so she has two grandchildren, two granddaughters, and she, um, she loved them to pieces. And um, yeah, that's really encompasses my mom. She was just an all around wonderful woman and um, everybody just loved her and just gravitated towards her. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for asking about her because not too many people like want to ask you, you know, to tell your story and ask you about your mom or whoever it is that you've lost because they're just so afraid to upset you and make you cry. And I just tell them, well, I cry every day, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So thank I, you. <laughs> you know, and I think people, um, you know, they, they don't know, always know what to say, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that is a... Uh, you know, you feel like when somebody is grieving that they're kind of quote unquote fragile or somebody that you have to um, tread lightly around. And what's unfortunate about that is, is it can often um, lead to a distancing of relationships when a griever needs you the most. Yeah. Right. And, and that is, um, that's an unfortunate consequence of that. Right. So if there's anything, and, I, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, if there's anything that um, I hope people take away from a talk on grief is that, uh, it, it, you don't have to know the right thing to say. Mostly you have to just ask and listen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just instead of saying, well, just let me know if you need something, you know, be initiative about it, take the initiative and say like, I'm coming by with dinner and this is, this is what's happening. So a lot of, a lot of, um, grievers don't want to ask for help. So you, on the outside, you have to like say that this is what you're going to do. And, you know, we're not going to turn you away. <laughs> well, I, you know, some of the, uh, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing um, some of the unique things that you've done. And uh, we have a link to uh, her uh, blog, uh, Grief from 30,000 30, Feet, uh, in mm -hmm. the uh, episode description. So please um, check that out. And, um, you know, I, I hope that I'm sure everyone has, was able to take something that they relate to today. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about your grief. It's even harder to do it to an audience that you don't know or, or have never met. And so I, you know, I can't say how much uh, we appreciate your perspective today, Lauren. Yeah. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, check us out uh, every other Thursday is when we're releasing episodes right now. And, uh, 
you know, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And I look forward to uh, putting out another episode in two weeks.